Hello and welcome to the Chai Tea Podcast. This is Max. We have a power-packed episode for you today. Along with me are my co-conspirators, Boondi and Yam. Guys, say hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. We did the uh, review for the Women's Premier League uh, a couple of episodes ago. And now that the tournament is done, we wanted to come back and look look back at our predictions, uh, take a look at how the tournament went, players, how teams fared, um, and just talk about things like that. Um, we, uh, we were lucky enough that uh, someone was willing enough to come onto the podcast to be as a guest. So uh, our guest on this episode is Sohini. Um, Sohini on Twitter goes as Mittermaniac. She's a journalist. And she's heavily into cricket. And if you're following her, you'll see her tweet a lot about, uh, you know, the women's game. And, you know, some of her tweets are very vociferous during some of the WPL games. So that's why uh, we thought it'll be really fun to have her on the show as well and hear her thoughts on um, on the WPL and things like that. So, uh, Sony, welcome to the Chai Tea Podcast. Thanks, Max. That was quite an introduction. Well, uh, this is actually not an introduction at all. I mean, you should see some of the other ones that people do. <laughs> it me to shame. Um, let's kick this off. So, like I said, we had done a preview episode. We, we went through all the teams, the makeups of the teams, and uh, what we thought uh, were their chances. I think we all uh, agreed that Mumbai and Delhi, uh, along with Bangalore, looked um, the to- the top three teams. Unfortunately, Bangalore, you know, wasn't a finalist as, uh, you know, some of us had, but uh, Mumbai and Delhi were there. And what, how it started is pretty much how it finished as well. Uh, so let's start with you, Boondi. Uh, what did you think of uh, the WPL now, looking back at that preview episode that we uh, had put out a, a while ago? Okay. Uh, first of all, I have to say I'm very, very, very happy for Delhi. Uh, because we called Delhi to be a finalist and they were. And I think they were one of the most composed and most, uh, how do I say it, most established sides in the tournament. Uh, seldom a lot of chopping and, you know, they, they kind of had a squad in mind. They went with a squad and they persisted with a squad through the game. And a huge call out to Meg Lanning's captaincy and their batting order. Because most of the time, if not all of the time, their batting kind of just built a base from which they just you know, gain their strength. Um, love what Mumbai brought to the table. I am a big, big fan of Saika Ishak now. And I, I saw her in the first game and I was like, okay, you know, this is fantastic. And wow, what a tournament she's had. Um, it was also really nice seeing Harman Preet like come into an eliminator game, win it, and then win the finals. Because I think all of us uh, that follow the women's game have, have had enough heartbreak seeing Harman like on the losing side, on, on these eliminators, on these finals. And, you know, it's it's sort of that heartbreak has kind of become the norm wherein, you know, we'll all go into a funk for like a day before, you know, like kind of coming back and saying, you know what, strength to strength, strength to strength. So it was really happy to see a smiling Harman at the end of the game, even though Mumbai was not the side I was rooting for during the final. Um, RCB, oh man, um, I, I don't know what went wrong. My heart goes out to Smriti and... Uh, everyone that uh, played for that side, I don't know how uh, from getting the side right, they kind of went down to uh, what it was. 
UP again, I'm not the biggest Alyssa Healy fan, but I have to call out about the way they went about winning the games and the way Alyssa kind of uh, laid the foundation uh, for, for the seasons to come with, with her captaincy and with her backing of the domestic and young Indian players. Um, the lesser said about Gujarat Giants, uh, the better. Because, um, w- wow, uh, they, they, I believe, had like uh, the longest roster or the largest roster and they just didn't know what to do with their side. Uh, my heart goes out to Snehrada because I, I don't know, you know, you, with your captain kind of going out in the first game and then you step up to the captaincy and having to come up and speak after every loss, that, that must have did a number on her. But um, I, I have to like give kudos to her composure and stuff. But that said, what a what a great tournament for uh, women's uh, cricket, uh, you know, th- this WPL has been. Uh, I have been very, very happy to see that tickets have been sold out. Uh, the crowd turn out at each and every game, including the finals. So, you know, even though I like the home away format, I'm really happy that the tournament happened in Mumbai and the crowds turned out the way they did. Um, I'm happy that we had like really close engaging games because to me personally, there's sort of an ennui into um, how the IPL games progress. But the WPL was very, very engaging, even though, you know, the scorecards may uh, seem otherwise when it comes to some games. And the one thing I didn't like and I want to call out here was uh, about the boundary links, more about it later. But. Uh, you know, I, I felt that that was a huge disservice to our women batters. But all in all, very happy that the first edition of the tournament happened. I know uh, I kept saying in the preview episode that this must have been happened earlier. But in hindsight, I think the first uh, WPL series happened at the right time with the right number of squads, with the right number of games. And uh, boy, oh boy, I am so, so, so looking forward to what it is going to do to our domestic players and what it means for India in the long term. Oh, it was funny as you were talking, I was laughing because, yeah, one thing, you know, it was nice to see Harman um, on the winning side. But uh, I was just tweeting to someone as she was batting, saying, there is a run out loading, right, at some point. (laughs) And you get run out. Uh, but yeah, Harbin, you know, runouts and uh, heartbreaks has been a thing. Broke the rut of heartbreaks. Uh, hopefully, the run- runouts will uh, also follow. Uh, Yam, uh, what do you think about the tournament? For me, the the tournament was actually kind of eye-opening, you know, in a different way. Um, the the main thing which I was actually, you know, thinking about was uh, how would the team uh, dynamics or the the gelling of the players between different countries work because we, I know we've played the Big Bash, but a lot of these players who play the Big Bash together or the uh, the Big Bash uh, women's games together, they are uh, you know they are actually not used to Indian conditions as much. Like the, they don't play in in the heat of Indian summer. I was wondering whether the the fitness and the, I guess, the intensity of these games would hold up throughout the tournament. And uh, also, what would the kind of approach be for these kind of games? Because again, first time it's happening in India, different kind of wickets, uh, different uh, teammates, dressing room dynamics, all of that. So 
for me that was actually the most eye opening thing because this reminded me as much as uh, about the original uh, men's ipl first season so minus the test team which bangalore usually puts up in the first season of an ipl uh, so in that sense this was uh, from a vibe perspective this was like exhilarating i mean it was it probably like uh, dawn of a new era sort of a vibe i got from the ipl from the wpl uh, see i mean the whole fact that we are actually uh, discussing this in great detail says that the tournament was a unmitigated success uh, the fact that a lot of it was purely focused on cricket helped uh, the fact that a lot of uh, pre wpl jitters were non existent because everyone was turned up on day 1 as this was the most important tournament in their future also helped because that is a negative for the ipl now that everyone is looking at uh, managing their game time in ipl because the cricket calendar is so messed up on the men's side but on the women's side you can see every individual player and team going hell for leather uh in a combined tournament the best way i can compare it to is actually with another sport which is football and which i like watching football a lot and if you look at the champions league uh the people who play in those club games even if they have like a uninteresting mid year uh match with their national team they focus on the club games trying to get fit for the club games trying to make sure that they win because it means a lot more to them uh in in that sense and wpl felt like that it felt like the most important tournament in the horizon and nothing was more important than winning this tournament which is a great for any tournament to be in so that's what i went with max that was a, that was a good one uh, it was a good <clears throat> way you uh, kind of uh, re- referred to uh, soccer and how that happens as well um it is going to be interesting to see how you know now that you're having the 100 the wbl uh, the wpl now um and these other tournaments uh, it's going to be interesting to see how you know the women's calendar also starts filling up because uh, <clears throat> by the time this episode is out uh the fair break invitational uh, will be underway uh, in hong kong so there's a lot of players uh, playing there as well um there is some uh, overlap with the wpl players uh, people like haley matthews and uh, you know other others are there uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this you know but it's good to see how uh, you know the calendar is filling up uh, for the women's game and it'll be good to see how they do the workloads but uh, enough of me um tony what did you think about the tournament uh, going into the tournament what were your uh, what were your feelings uh, this being the first time i think i was very excited and uh, it was uh, you know we were looking forward to how this plays out in the women's game uh, but before that i want to talk about you know before the tournament started i want to talk about the excitement surrounding the auctions i think uh i'm not sure if the first ipl auction had that kind of buzz that kind of expectation anticipation uh, leading up to the tournament so the very first time that we really thought wpl is going to be a success is actually the auction day and the buzz and the coverage and the conversations that followed and of course as the tournament began uh, it was wonderful to see all the great players in the global uh, you know scenario 
rubbing shoulders with Indian players as well as Indian domestic players. I think it was a golden opportunity for them to share the dressing room with some of the biggest stars uh, in world cricket, be it Meg Lanning, uh, be it Nat Sivabrant, Alisa Healy. I mean, I know she was uh, in a bit of a controversy leading up to the WPL, but uh, I think she did pretty well with her side, with her young side. Um, like you guys, I don't think UP Warriors would be a part of the eliminator. I, I would have probably put RCB there. The other two predictions were, of course, correct. Mumbai Indians and Delhi Capitals look pretty strong from day one, both on paper and on the field. Um, but I think Alisa Healy did well with UP. Uh, in terms of, you know, the overall tournament reception and uh, the way people warmed up to it, I think it was very heartening. Uh, if you if you followed the matches, you would have seen cameras panning to men in the stadium who are holding posters about, you know, things like men also watch women's cricket. Uh, first, we supported IPL. Now it's time to support WPL. So I think the perception and the myth that women's cricket is watched by only women is is not true at all. There are a lot of men who are outside the profession of cricket with nothing to do with cricket when it comes to their work. They watch the game out of pure love for the game. So that myth-breaking and the perception-breaking was very important. And I think that will hold Indian cricket in good stead in the future. You know, all those sold-out stadiums, men actually paying money to, as we know that the uh, the tournament was made free for women, but men paid money to watch the games. And even then, we had filled-out stadiums on weekdays in places like Navi Mumbai, which is very far from where most of Mumbai is. So these are all great signs, uh, you know, that that uh, spell great future, spell a great future for the women's game. And I just want to end my closing comments by saying that for me, it, it was wonderful to see that after the heartbreak in the World Cup semi-final against Australia, within a month's time, WPL gave an opportunity to Herman Precourt to lift the trophy. You know, there was this picture a uh, comparative picture going around on Twitter where she has attended the press conference at the end of the Australia game and the press conference at the end of the Mumbai Indians game. The the dramatic difference between her expressions, the dramatic difference in her body language, I think it was very heartening for me to see. I'm a big Harman Kaur fan and right from the first game when she scored a half century, I think she set the tone for the World Cup. It is very important for the captain to lead that way. Uh, we saw what Meg Lanning's own performance did to Delhi Capitals. We saw what Harman Preet's performance did to Mumbai Indians. And one of the reasons I think RCB could not get its act together is because Smriti Mandana, India's star batter, she had a very quiet uh, WPL. So she and Alisa Healy, these two captains, these two, you know, star batters in world cricket, I think, uh, you know, their time will come. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of them not just in WPL, but in the other global leagues that we spoke about. So it's a very positive start, but we still have a long, long way to go. Uh, you know, I actually uh, want to add a little bit about the auction since you mentioned it. One of the most heartening uh, images of that period was how the, the each country's uh, you know teammates, wherever they were, they were following the auction either on television, sitting in a gym, or they are looking at uh, their phones and they were celebrating each other's victories by saying, you know, amazing, you got picked up for X amount of dollars and you could see what it meant to them. I mean, I remember um, even some of the Indian players, they were talking about being able to afford to buy a house or uh, build a, build a, you know, move to a different place where they could 
uh, essentially get out of their current situation and it's it it signified so much of uh, financial independence to the people who were involved and i think that is very uh, different from how the men's auction was because in the men's auction it was more about uh, i feel at least my my personal feeling at least on the international cricketers side the men's auction in the first ipl was more about uh, you know who could one up each other in the in the amount of money people are willing to spend on them whereas on the women's side it felt more about you know how they were now moving up in life very similar to how we feel when we move from a one company to another with a with a higher paycheck how it impacts our day to day life i saw that in uh, in the auction and i think that was a very heartening thing for me to see that uh, cricket was back to being a sport which improved people's uh, lives at a grassroots level i i think i fully support your point uh, yeah i think it is high time that more money comes into the women's game and i just want to share a small anecdote just a couple of days ago i was at an event where uh, two india cricketers current india cricketers which is jamima and harleen deol they were present and of course julan goswami was present we all know her as uh, the bowling legend and one of the indian cricketers who put team india on the world map she said something very interesting she said that today's young cricketers young indian cricketers could not imagine that they would have something like a wpl so early on in their career and then there is a former generation which had jolan and mitali and the others who would keep speaking about an ipl like tournament for the women's game uh, so that they could get more facilities more money more you know chance more exposure to uh, rub shoulders with global players so the women actually waited for this for a very very long time we have we've seen 15 years go by since the first ipl happened and since the wpl happened so i think it was high time that this happened and like you mentioned absolutely heartening stories of how this money and this uh, you know everything that will follow can change lives i think we've had enough stories in indian cricket how players lives and fortunes have been transformed and it's great that the women are also being touched by all that now uh you know i just have to add a point to both what uh, yam and you had to say sohini because um uh, you guys talked about the auction i want to actually talk about the period um you know between the auction and the day the match is started and if you if you look at that period you know there was unprecedented media coverage um you know there are there are people that actually talk about women's games like anesha like ananya uh, you know all of them all of those people that are doing a huge service to the women's game by bringing it to light but what i found really heartwarming is that uh, you know there was truly stories coming out of how much of a struggle it had been for the girls to even get game time uh, you know what i'm trying to say even to get like facilities at par with uh, what what the men were getting right so when all those stories came out between like the auction and the day one i think uh, it it educated a lot of people that that were just coming into wpl knowing like the few big names uh, that are playing now about some of the struggles that the women uh, the, uh, the 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 players that were from an older generation had to go through like the mitalis the neetus uh, the anjums you know you know what i mean the other thing i i'd like to point out is um typically i'd never seen such a buzz between like an ipl auction and the ipl day one 
um i know it's it's a 15 year old tournament but you know still that there's a sense of ennui uh, right now in the men's tournament it was really nice to see that for the women's tournament uh the quality of uh the 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 media work that being put in the stories that were told uh between the auction and the day one i think it genuinely helped people connect with the sides and i think uh, we have to thank the media for that because without that i don't think people would have been uh super invested in all the players playing the game so just just wanted to add that and and say that uh the the press that were that have been covering the women's game for a really long time uh, you know even they were waiting for a wpl and all those stories that that they brought to the fore kind of just made everyone uh, fond of our girls and root for them no matter what team they were playing for max what what do you think of that abundi you bring that up about the media and how it was uh, advertised right so i'll tell you this thing <clears throat> my dad uh lives breathes uh eats mumbai you know he's not been in the city for like almost 20 years now and um, but uh even you know and he's he now lives in chennai but still for him mumbai is the only city in the world you know there's no other cities in the world also that even exist um and so for him uh so he when i was talking to him the other day he told me this thing and uh, yeah it doesn't resonate much with me because i don't have that big a connection uh is that there is this uh, building called the air india building uh, in uh, nariman point and it is a very iconic building because it's been there uh, for a really long time you've had a lot of uh, you know uh, campaigns and things like that so he said that at air india building before the final or leading into the final was lit up in colors of the teams of the wpl and they had um pictures of uh, uh of harman preet and uh, meg lanning and natskiver brunt and all of that uh, on that and he's like that is unprecedented uh, and one of the biggest uh, you know advertisements for the game because you know you, it's like this prime uh, portion you know, location in mumbai and and uh, getting people excited about the tournament um, and all of that uh that was something uh, you know he brought up and i think that's where credit has to be given because they did really package um and market that uh, really well uh, sony you're in mumbai uh, what do you have to say about that yes i think max that was one of the most beautiful sights i've seen in a long time uh, let me also mention that the air india building is actually a stone's throw away from the uh cricket club of india the bcci headquarters in mumbai so uh i know for a fact that uh, there were journalists who were actually invited for a preview of that that laser show that happened on the eve of the wpl final and it was a saturday and saturday evenings are you know the marine drive which overlooks the air india building it's almost crowded i mean it's super crowded so i think the timing the execution the thought the idea behind it everything was in sync and it was it was wonderful uh rcci secretary jay shah was one of the first people to tweet out the video clip of that and then of course it caught on so um we have to give credit to the bcci and all other stakeholders uh, associated with organizing this event including the sponsors not just the title sponsors which is the tata group but the others also uh, because one of the questions that used to be asked not very long ago was can the women's team get enough advertisers and that was also a point which 
our TV channels and broadcasters would make saying that, you know, we cannot show the women's game because it is not monetizable for us. We are not getting advertisers. But I think that question also has been answered in spectacular fashion, given the uh, kind of advertisers who signed up, both new age companies, uh, you know, old brands. So I think everything came together very well. And one more thing which I believe played a crucial role in making the inaugural WPL a success is the length of the tournament. I think one of the uh, things that we have been complaining about the IPL in the last two years has been the length of it. It's become very long. Even this season, I think there are some 70-odd matches. And around the halfway mark, you you kind of start feeling the fatigue. So I think with five teams, I mean, we could have had more teams, surely. But 22-23 matches uh, is, 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 was, was a very good start. It was a sweet spot, even though we would like to see more matches next year. And I'm guessing we'll have more sponsors and newer teams as well as we go along. But I think length is something which we have to keep in mind because there is too much cricket now, too much T20 cricket now, more leagues coming up each day, more matches coming up each day. So uh, that is going to be a huge factor in determining people's interest in these things. It shouldn't be a case that, you know, it was a great success in the first year and the very next year it kind of peters out. So that is my submission. Fabulous. Um, Am, uh, you heard something about the sponsors, right? Yeah, I, I actually, you know, I found this uh, very interesting because uh, the Tata, the brand which came up with, and I'm, I was kind of very happy when Tata just picked it up for a reason being Tata as a brand uh, from its history and uh, even through its different avatars of what they do, they, for me, represent some of the best things about India and consistently so uh, they always champion or seem to champion the right uh, next steps for a growth as a country, as a civilization and what that does is it uh, helps the visibility of a particular brand, it gives it the uh, almost like a like a stamp a stamp of acceptance, a stamp of, uh, you know, like verification, validation, however you want to put it. Because yes, you had the WPL, yes, you had, you know, everything else, but without the right sponsors, it wouldn't get the right exposure. It would, uh, I mean, I don't want to make uh, too much of a long point about it, but the BCCI also organizes, Irani Trophy organizes like uh, the red versus green tournaments in the men's game. It, it it does organize a lot of other 2020 uh, games as well, but the sponsorship almost comes with it, the visibility and the acceptance and how the the whole tournament is perceived within the country. And those sponsorship also gave the opportunity for it to be telecast on the, uh, not telecast, I mean the, the laser show, the Air India building, I'm assuming partly came because Tata's were the primary sponsors of the tournament. So it, it, the, the sponsors play a huge role in setting up the tournament for future success as well. Let's, let's go through the teams uh, now. And we had spoken in length about how we thought their chances were coming in. And let's see how uh, close we were uh, now that the tournament is done and dusted, right? So let's start uh, with Gujarat Giants because I think we were all in agreement and... Uh, 
almost everyone on my timeline uh, as well. Uh, so, Boondi, let's start with you. Um, what do you think about Gujarat Giants? And, you know, not a very fun tournament for them. Uh, they lost, uh, you know, bet at the start of it. Uh, so, what do you think of them? So, first of all, heart goes out to bet, right? Like, uh, a quality of a tournament like that, and then you're coming in and you get retired hurt never to kind of feature in the tournament, that must have hurt death. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, if you recollect in the rep- review, I had told that I don't think Gujarat had a clue of what they were doing at the auction. They had a problem of plenty with their, um, you know, uh, w- with their uh, overseas picks, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, they had a problem with, uh, you know, Deandra Dottin coming into the tournament. I'm not going into the allegations, but then what they did with her was ugly. Uh, they got replacements for Beth. They got tried getting in Lara Volvat uh, later into the tournament. But that sort of thing is a homework that uh, the side has to do going into the auction. Um, it also didn't help uh, that uh, Rachel Haynes, uh, as a coach, uh, I think it was her first uh, tournament that she's coaching, if I'm not wrong. And then, um, you know, uh, Mithali Raj was a mentor. But then again, um, both of them have just recently retired. So... I think they were relatively newbies when it when it came to coaching and stuff like that. So it didn't help them as well. Um, and then uh, when the tournament went underway, I also have to say that, uh, you know, the, the Beth Mooney injury was uh, very uh, timely and uh, fortunate for them because that that lent them uh, balance to their side. So if you if you start looking at uh, the games that they played, right, like they obviously the first match they lost in the most horrendous way uh, to Mumbai. Uh, then came UP, which was a very close game where, uh, you know, uh, Harleen Diol, uh, wow, uh, she did come into some form and Sophie Ekelstone kind of came in performing for them. And then, uh, you know, even the game that uh, they uh, won, the first game they won against uh, uh, RCB, you know, you, you saw what potential they had. Had they done a little bit of homework, had they kind of done uh, a little bit of uh, what, what they had to do. But I think... Uh, you know, we, we'd always anticipated Gujarat to kind of come last and they did. Uh, but the silver lining for me with respect to Gujarat was that once uh, Beth Mooney went, uh, once once Beth Mooney was not there in the equation, the balance of the side uh, shaped up pretty well. And they had like uh, some really, really close games wherein, you know, they, they could have won. And that was really heartening to see. Uh, one thing that made me feel bad was about how Sneh would come to like every single press conference conference with that composure and say yeah we're trying we're trying uh, you know it sort of hurts uh, when you see a player you like uh, kind of go through that uh, but that aside you know it it could have been worse uh, for them given given the way they went in their auction but uh, even if they expectedly like uh, went last i think there are some silver linings to uh, look for in their side um, my only worries for Gujarat in the next season is that if Beth is coming in again, uh, I, I don't know how they're going to balance their side. Uh, and uh, I don't know how far the lessons they've learned in this season kind of would uh, take them forward. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it just kind of goes out to prove that all the money in the world uh, can't like win you tournaments if you don't do your homework. Uh, what did you think about uh, Gujarat? 
Uh, I think I pretty much uh, echo what Pundi just said. I think it was uh, a tournament that start started off on the wrong foot for them. Um, firstly, I think there was a lot of discussion around Gujarat Giants choosing an overseas player as captain because the uh, expectation was that Snehrana would be captain right from day one. But uh, I think Beth Mooney's injury kind of set them back by a few miles and uh, they couldn't get their combination right is, is my fear. And uh, I, I don't think Gujarat field the best 11 in any game, to be fair. And uh, of course, losing the first game in such a uh, big manner and then losing your captain, it, they just couldn't get the act right. But they have some good players uh, in their team. And I think next few seasons are going to be interesting for them. But I do believe that uh, Beth Mooney is better left off as a player instead of burdening her with the captaincy. So... Also, I thought Ashley Gardner had a fairly quiet uh, WPL. She's another player, I think, who will come into her elements as the uh, tournament progresses. So we could see some big contributions from her as well. So it's very important for the team to have both their overseas players and their Indian players get their act together, which didn't happen this season. Um, Sohini, I just wanted to add one point to what you said. You know, the one thing I didn't like Gujarat doing was they just chopped and changed their sides a lot. Right. It, it 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 was as if, you know, they were like, Chalo, you know, we'll go to the field and we'll experiment and see. And that doesn't augur well for any side. Yeah. I think that that also stems from the fact, Bundi, that they really struggle to win. This is what happens. I think this is one of the allegations and accusations that, that was made against RCB also in the in the IPL. A lot of chopping and changing. So, you know, when you can't get a winning combination by doing anything, you probably want to do something else also. And even that goes wrong. So... Gujarat really had a horrendous tournament and I think they'd like to forget it as soon as possible. Uh, no, Soini, I think you bring a very good point about uh, uh, Ash Gardner because by her standards, um, she might have had a <clears throat> somewhat uh, tame tournament, but still, she was the highest uh, run scorer and wicket taker for that team. You know, I think she scored like 200 runs and took 10 wickets uh, for Gujarat. So, uh, so it shows, uh, you know, the the gulf between um, you know, how, how much between, was between Ash Gardner and the rest of the players. It was everything she was trying to do. Uh, I mean, they did have some uh, good uh, so, uh, things you could see there, uh, like uh, Woolvart, uh, their opener. But she was pretty good in uh, the few games that she played. I think she only played three or four games, but she was really good. And uh, my heart goes out to Hemalata uh, Dayalan. I thought, you know, she, in a lot of games, she was just playing. It's like the entire top collapses and then she now has to come and score, uh, you know, like another 30 uh, here and there. So uh, it was kind of heartening to see uh, her performance there. But, uh, but I think other than that, I don't know much that I could talk about um, Jurat. Um, uh, Yam, uh, what did you think about them? For me, the Gujarat side was a comedy of errors. Uh, first of all, I disagree with the backroom staff having Mithali Raj because for me, she is very she's as similar to Saro Ganguly as you can find from a personality standpoint. Uh, megalomaniac who needs to make everything about herself and who will essentially be like a banyan tree and destroy every little shrub which falls under her shadow. Uh, so having someone like that in your backroom staff, you're asking for trouble, which was the first thing. The second thing was uh, the way they handled the 
DeAndre's, uh, you know, exit, uh, non-availability, however you want to slice and dice it, showed that they did not have a strong corporate structure behind the team, which was able to tackle things quietly. And that's typically one of the primary requirements for a successful sports team is to be able to allow the team, the, the players, to focus on the game and try to absorb any negative outside influences within its existing corporate and sporting structure for optimal performance. And the third thing is, and this is probably a negative for Gujarat, but a positive for WPL, was actually the length of the tournament. Because this was a new team with a young coach with, uh, I mean, everyone has a new team, obviously, but this was a, this was new everywhere. They did not have an existing IPL structure to fall behind like then Mumbai, Bangalore, uh, Gujarat Giants doesn't, uh, uh, whatever they're called now, they don't count because uh, they are still new as a team. Uh, and I think this is a different group which is owning it. I could be wrong, but it is a diff- if it's a different group which is owning it, they don't have the history of managing through a tournament. And that showed in their scattergun approach about how they're going to pick their players because they sort of were trying everything they could. And uh, one of the most important things in tournament football is to get players a run of games. But due to the structure of WPL, Gujarat couldn't afford it either because every game was important. This is uh, similar to how World Cup works. You need to know your best team before you enter the World Cup. You can't figure out your best team in the World Cup. And Gujarat had the disadvantage that uh, they could not do that before the tournament began. And also their backroom staff was not equipped to figure it out without playing enough games to bring that uh, into picture. And that is also the reason why I think the UP Warriors did spectacularly Uh, not spectacularly, but at least as bad as Gujarat did in that sense. So, yeah, that's that's what I think. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also run another <laughs> podcast uh, on food. You know, It's called the Nerd Kitchen Podcast. And uh, I'm 100% sure if I call you an episode there, you'll still find a way to talk about Ganguly <laughs> and soccer somehow even in that, episode, in that uh, podcast. <laughs> Max, But, life is about making connections and you need to be able to give analogies with people who don't follow WPL also can understand, right? The only person who's thinking about the listeners. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, I wanted, us, wanted us to spend not too much time on every team, but I think this one, I'm going to make an exception uh, because the next on the list is RCB. Oh, uh, God. Uh. So, I had a rule where I said, no, we're not going to spend too much time. But yes, I think, I think this team, unfortunately, deserves, uh, you know, a little more than some of the others. Maybe we'll talk a lot less about Mumbai. They won. Uh, there's nothing much to talk So, RCB. <laughs> uh, Soini, uh, what is this RCB season? If you look at that squad, you look at their mentor, you look at the number 18s, you look at everything that is supposed to work for them. And then way the tournament, you know, unfolded. Please, can you help yeah. us? Yeah, I think I'm still myself trying to decode what happened to them. But again, you know, uh, I have supported RCB in IPL also because of some of my favorite players there. 
So it's again, it's it feels like you've had 15 years of frustration with the men's team. And now there's a new level of frustration with the women's team. So, you know, on a serious note, I think RCB is another team which uh, looked very strong on paper, but uh, could not get their act together on the field. And I put a lot of that uh, to Smriti Mandhana. I think she's, uh, there was there was some commentary around her batting suffering because of the captaincy. And there might be some merit to it, even though she's Team India vice captain. But I think uh, her batting really, you know, took a toll because of all the other things that she had to sort out. And uh, uh, again, very good team on paper. Some global superstars like Ellis Perry, who again, in my mind, had a quieter IPL compared to her um, high standards. So I'm looking forward to her shine as well in the seasons to come. Even Indian Indian batters, Richa Ghosh, for instance, she was this uh, really superstar batting talent who could score fast, hit the big shots, hit the big sixes. I think she has had a disappointing season as well. Uh, some some positives in terms of, you know, uh, young Indian players like Shriyanka Patel, I think, made a mark. Everybody spoke about her. So she's one talent definitely to watch out for. RCB did have a little bit of uh, resistance towards the end when they won two matches. And, uh, you know, a lot of people credited that to Virat Kohli TED Talk. But I think that's besides the point. This is a team which has the chops, but, uh, you know, still has the edge missing, still has the firepower missing. Uh, I think there were a couple of uh, bad decisions at the toss too. But again, you know, Mumbai won almost every match after losing the toss. So I don't think we should give the toss too much importance there. But to cut the long story short, I think it's very important for RCB that Smriti is in top form and she leads the batting charge and she leads the way and she sets an example. And then, of course, we have Ellis Perry with both the bat and the ball and the field uh, to take over. So the big players should definitely set an example for RCB to get its act together. Um, Sohini, it's it's. Uh, I have to interject here, and uh, you know, I uh, was supporting RCB to actually uh, make the finals uh, in the preview, right? And and one thing I thought was uh, about how Smriti reacted to the expectations, because I think what happened there with RCB was uh, a there were a lot of expectations of uh, Smriti, uh, and uh, b uh, I also think that there was a lot of pressure on her. Because there was a lot of talk about how she was the most expensive player, how she was, uh, you know, number 18, the legacy and all that stuff, right? So sometimes I, I wondered if uh, having that light off her would have helped her. But I, I think, think, yeah, I think I completely agree with you, Bundi. I think there was a lot of talk leading up to the tournament. And also, you know, since we discussed the auctions, if you remember that viral video of a Smithy going under the hammer and then everybody reacting to her, there was an intense fight between MI and RCB to get her. So I think we put a label on her from very, even before a ball was bowled, that, you know, this is your most precious player in WPL. And that kind of, I think, sat heavy on her. So, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I would be okay if she's not the captain also and she becomes the most important contributor with the bat. I think that is more important for RCB at this point. Um, I agree to what you're saying because uh, the one thing I was not impressed by with RCB was I thought they should have changed captains. Uh, Dane was a great candidate. They could have played her or, you know, they should have given the captaincy to Etsy Perry was what I thought. And that could have probably helped them come back a little earlier. But then uh, I also thought that it was what RCB had was like a freaky streak, as you'd like to call it, because absolutely, the star players, all of them had a quiet tournament at the same time. Like, how often do you see that happen? 
Right? Yeah, it happened in that RCB series where they like lost six, six games in the trot in the men's series. But then if you if you look at it, uh, you know, Spruti was quiet. Richa had a quiet season. Elise Perry was had a quiet season. Divine had a relatively quiet season uh, until until like uh, the the that innings where she kind of exploded, right? So um, I I feel that uh, you know it was a combination of things that kind of caused RCB to flop. One a I think all the external pressure on Smriti, uh, you know, that and the added weight to the captaincy, especially when you go down and lose to Delhi the way they did in the opening game. So I think all that adds to it and the pressure just kept building, right? And then the second thing I feel was that they had like a very freaky streak, as I say, where, you know, all of their players uh, were, <laughs> had gone quiet at the same time. But then a couple of positives for them, uh, Shreyanka Patil, Asha Shobna, and uh, uh, about how, you know, uh, despite the loss, there's, there's one thing I'd like to call out here, and I don't know if all of you guys noticed, is about how, you know, they, they didn't let their frustrations kind of um, get the better of them at least. You know, they, they were still like, okay, you know, we're working on it, we're working on it, we're working on it. It, it is quite unlike the first season of RCV where, you know, uh, the the loss of the season led to the sacking of Charu Sharma and, you know, there were like, uh, you know, gut reactions um, uh, and, and stuff that happened. And I'm, I'm actually glad to see that that's not happening now. But, uh, you know, what, what I really see for RCB in the next season is they should probably just leave Smriti off captaincy, uh, make someone else the captain and, and see how that goes for them as a side. Um, that That's going to help them a lot, I feel, because... Uh, one thing I feel is I feel that Smriti is not like a natural captain. I know she's vice captain of the Indian side, but you know our sides have a tradition of like MVPs uh, kind of stepping up to the captaincy. But those are two different skill sets, and it's okay if you know uh, she can't merge both. Some players can, some players can't. So that's that's totally fine. So I feel you know next season just just take the captaincy off Smriti so that she can play her natural game, get you the runs, and maybe a title in the offing. You know, that can't happen. It's the Kohli problem. The same thing. The same number. <laughs> the same problem. <laughs> it's going to be the same but, way. But, but Max, you know, <laughs> all those seasons RCB lost. Kohli got those runs and he was doing fantastically well for the national side. So I'm going to take that as a silver lining. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, we have to see. Look for something. Uh, Yam, uh, you want to make sense out of the... CB season, you have some soccer references or analogies for us to explain this. Oh, I absolutely do. I don't. I, think you, <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. That is a wonderful reference which I have about a uh, Italian central defender whose name is Giorgio Chiellini, who played against one of the teams I hate the most, which is actually the team I hate the most, Tottenham Hotspur in a Champions League knockout game. And the they knocked them out and the, uh, you know, the person who's interviewing them, the interviewer asked them, what do you think you needed to do to beat Tottenham? And Kierlini in his Italian accent said this, it is the history of the Tottenham. They never win. And I think that says enough about RCB. It's the history of the RCB. They never win. They'll never win. It's that club's <laughs> history. That's, it's 
it's part of their dna now it's uh, it's uh, weaved into every player who ever plays for that club that they'll win everything outside but never anything within that team and long may it continue mm. with that being said i'd like to add a little bit to the whole point about um smithy and captaincy and mentality i disagree that um, you know she cannot be the captain and that the weight of it fell on her don't buy that uh, if anything i think it's the backroom staff who need to create that environment for the players to play and sometimes when you go into a club with a history of never winning and having that added external pressure being put on you you sometimes feel like you're back in the indian dressing room facing the aussies in yellow which is exactly what this particular tournament was supposed to remove from our players is that mentality of knowing that you probably are going to lose because that's what you've always done and you might have a chance of winning if everything goes your way whereas the other way around of you probably going to win if nothing goes your way you might lose i think that's where um, you know that's where i think rcb lost they didn't try to get a clean slate they actually put their existing plate of you know unmet expectations and piled it on to smriti and lost any chance of having a player who will play with freedom in the middle uh which says a lot about rcb but as i said it's the history of the club and long may it continue oof okay that was harsh uh so uh, let me go a little easy on rcb i mean um i i i, I still don't think they were they are I, i still uh, stand by what i said uh, in the pre betting they're a good team they have good players um probably it'll take a year for them to come together and uh, you know be, and play as a team and we've seen this in the uh, in other franchise tournaments as well just because you put a lot of big names doesn't mean you know they win uh, individually if you look at Elise Perry Sophie Divine um, they had uh, a good they had good tournaments uh, Richa Ghosh and Heather Knight and Mandhana were you know bit middling but if you look at you know, that five that is a, that is a champion team right there you know with the with the bat any uh, anyone's going to be uh, afraid Uh, and then um, also you know with the bowling you know they have Megan Shirt and Ellie Spirri and all of this so i don't see um, this being too much for proper too long um, however i do want to um, highlight on shreyanka patel uh, because i i was watching some of the games uh, with my uh, daughters and i think uh, you know she uh, was pretty good um she she was really good uh she was tossing the ball up i think in her first game itself um i think she uh, you know came out and she hit like the f- her first ball she hit for a four that was good uh, watch a 20 year old do that um and then um, you know she uh, she got i think in the next game she got Sophie dunkley like with the very first ball uh, or something like that. so it was good to see her performance um and in that team um, you know again you expect elise perry sophie divine and all these guys to have a good tournament but um 
someone like a Shreyanka Patil having a good tournament augurs really well for the team. You know, in addition to already the list of superstars they have. So this will definitely be much better is what I'm expecting. I don't think it'll take 15 years like their men's team to make the playoffs. Um, I think there will be playoff material uh, next year for sure. That's at least what we hope for. Um, having said that, uh, we can move on to the next team, uh, the UP Warriors, uh, who I for sure had uh, written off at the start of the tournament uh, because I had you know RCB along uh, along with the top two you know fighting for the the playoff spot. UP Warriors, uh, you know, did spring up surprise with four wins out of eight. And uh, so, Yam, we'll start with you on uh, UP Warriors. What did you think of them? I think the best I can say is I didn't think of them. They were, like, at best, spoilers. At worst, uh, you know... They are probably the team you would watch on a board Wednesday when you have nothing to do and you have two hours to kill before you your date comes with you and joins you in the bar. And you just are staring at a television and UP Warriors are playing. Like, oh, yeah, I love some of that. And then you'll see a couple of shots, a couple of wickets, a great fielding, and then you'll move on, not, not bothering about who won or who lost. Uh, that's what UP Warriors were in this tournament. They were, at best, spoilers, at worst, entertainers, and uh, mostly uh, in between, which was basically adding up numbers in the tournament. Not in a good mood at all. I mean, Arsenal won 4 1 today. I thought you'll be in a nice <laughs> mood. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I am but... in a very good mood, which is why all these truth bombs are coming in the most gentlest and uh, verbose way possible. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have just gone. This is you in a good mood. Okay, got it. Monique, what, do you, what do you think about I, I literally UP? said only one sentence about Saurav Ganguly. You can't get me in a better mood. <laughs> okay. Sony, uh, UP, what do you think? Uh, I think I agree with the Yam on the point that, uh, you know, I also didn't think, I agree with you also, that I also didn't think that they would make it to the top three, honestly. Uh, when I saw the first, uh, you know, the side on paper, I was actually thinking that Alisa Healy, you know, one of the big winners in world cricket, is stuck with a bunch of players she may not be able to get much out of. But uh, UP caught my attention, I think, the day Grace Harris played that amazing knock and won the match out of the match for the team out of nowhere. And uh, that was a story for UP throughout the tournament, I feel. Some amazing individual contributions. Talia McGraw, of course, she scored a 95 when we thought she would become the first centurion in WPL. Uh, Grace, of course. Kiran Navgire was a sweet surprise. Uh, even uh, in the Eliminator, I think she played a wonderful knock. Uh, Parshvi Chopra, a lot of talk, a lot of support from commentators as well. So I think they had these pockets of very inspiring performances. And that kind of took them over the line till the eliminator. And uh, they really, I think, performed uh, well towards the end, I would say. But then again, Alisa Healy's own performance, her own tournament, uh, 
uh, if she can get the big guns going in the next tournament up could even be a finalist i think this is one side which will spring a surprise and it actually reminds me of rajasthan royals in the very first ipl nobody really thought that shane won could get that kind of uh, performances out of a team which looked very weak on paper but he did so IPL 2 has a history of surprise performances and UP I would rank them there as far as the first edition is concerned just one more point on Deepthi Sharma I think she's had a bit of a disappointing run both in uh, team India as well as here so she needs to score well with the bat pick up the wickets and sending Deepthi at number 5 or number 6 I think acted against UP's fortunes because Deepthi has recently struggled to get the scoreboard ticking and in crunch matches Uh, I think it's it's. I don't think she's a number six batter in current form, uh, neither for India nor for UP. So, Deepthi Sharma also is one of the costliest players in WPL. So, I think she needs to uh, put a price on her wicket, put a price on her bowling, and I would want her to do well in the coming seasons as well. That that was really good, Swaini. I think your point on Deepthi Sharma was uh, <clears throat> uh, on the money there. Uh, see what I did there. Bundi uh, what do you think about uh, UP Okay um so I wasn't giving UP uh, a lot of chance to begin with um I don't personally like Alisa I think I made a comment about uh, how divisive she could be as a personality at least as she comes along so I have to take back my words because I think she's been very cohesive as a captain for a side um it is very difficult uh, when you're going in and you know there have been certain comments she's she's made about indian players in the side so it can be tough kind of going in and uh, in into a tournament with, with with that behind you because the media keeps highlighting that and then now you suddenly have to like captain a side of uh, predominantly indian players with three other overseas players and sometimes that can kind of um, go go against you uh, but kudos to our girls uh, i think the women are generally uh farmer mature so they they can kind of take game talk for game talk and go on that so i think that that is a positive for up uh, the way um you know uh, alisa captain in the side a uh, couple of things i liked uh, seeing about up is how they played like uh, you know how, how they kind of backed parshvi and shweta right they are they are young and upcoming players so uh, to, for alisa to have backed them must have made them happy and look at the confidence boost that you got them right when when alisa goes and tells parshvi hey you know what i back you to give you like a key over and and to back you to like kind of win the game and keep the side in the game that that must be absolutely phenomenal especially if you're a young indian player coming in so uh, you know we saw alisa doing that and she also gave a lovely sound bite where she said that you know yeah it's the wpl but what we are really here for is to kind of um progress the game in in uh, india for the women and i think that's a lovely sentiment for a captain to echo uh love what uh, you know love the tournament that grace and uh, you know uh, navgire had and talia megra kind of uh, got got them some good knocks and then i know we talk about alissa having like a off tournament but i thought that 96 that she hit in that game wow that was phenomenal and you know i was hoping that uh, that would be the start of like a uh, like an alisa um, what do you call uh, boss move where she's she's just going to boss the sides but unfortunately you know uh, we we didn't see like blitzkriegs like that uh, happen uh, the one thing that was off color for me and that i think up warriors should uh, pay attention to is uh, their bowling didn't seem that cohesive for me i mean you have like 
Ecclestone, you have your Rajeshwari Gaikwad, you have the Shabnam Ismail, you know, big names. Uh, but somehow, I, I kind of felt that their bowling was um, somewhat disjointed. I, I don't know if it was just me. I thought that as a side, they, they relied on their top four and then someone to come in and like play uh, a knock out of their skin to kind of get the side home in the games that they won. Um, I, I just wish that the bowling was a little more cohesive and those are things that they may need to watch out to for the second season. And uh, Sohini, you told me that UP reminded you of like uh, Rajasthan Royals in the first season. To me, they reminded me of Punjab. Wherein, you know, Punjab kind of came in up to like the playoffs in the first couple of IPLs, but then the promise didn't kind of just translate ever after that. I think UP is a little bit like Punjab with their side composition because I'm like... Um, Yes, they have like players coming in and contributing into the clutch situation, but I haven't, you know, despite Alyssa's captaincy, despite her trying to kind of bring them closer, I haven't seen them as a cohesive side. Max, is it just me or or what are your feelings about UP? Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, you're, you're, most of you already said this, uh, what I was going to say, because, um, you know, they had Elisa Healy and, you know, uh, you had Talia McGrath um, and uh, Grace putting up good performances with the bat. Uh, I think, but the problem was more with the ball because it, you you have a Rajeshri Gaikwad, you have Deepti Sharma, you have, uh, uh, you know, a Shabnam Smile in your team. Um, and also they had later, you know, they, they gave Parshvi Chopra for a few games as well. But no one was among the wickets other than um, Sophie Eccleston. So, it was too much on one person, uh, and that was probably is a problem. At least with the batting, you know, you have some every game, someone or the other is trying to, you know, get give you some runs. But no one was taking wickets, uh, and you cannot just leave every game to Sophie Eccleston. Um, and similarly, like you know, how the Hemalata uh Allen was in the other game. You had Kiran Navgire like that in a lot of games here, trying to pick up the pieces of uh, the house that is blown away. Uh, and that was, it was good to see her, um, you know, get runs and all that. But, uh, you know, th players, those two players, you would have definitely wanted to ha be in a much better team because they would have made much more of a difference where they can play freely versus just trying to salvage what is there and trying to get them to that 120, 130 uh, uh, kind of score, right? So I think they, they need to, again, and it's not like they don't have names. They need they have the names. They now need to see how they can all come together um, and play as that cohesive unit uh, if they want to string up more wins. You know, four out of four out of eight is okay. But uh, yeah, moving on from then, now... Uh, let's go to the teams that you know made the difference. So let's talk about our finalists. We'll start with uh, Mumbai, and no, no, let's start with Delhi. Sorry, let's start with Delhi. So, uh, Delhi made the final first. Right? They were the ones who made the finals, um, and Mumbai came via the eliminator after beating UP. So um, Delhi superstar team we all picked it to be in the final i picked it to even win uh but they had a pretty good tournament i mean one bad game but otherwise i think they had a pretty good tournament um what do you think bundi okay uh i am a fan of this side um is it nobody would have 
I, that was a surprise. My God. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, surprise the world. Uh, everyone knows, like, I am one of the most vocal Jemima Rodriguez fans. I didn't know that either. Uh, I'm sure none of the listeners you, also you know can, that. I, I am such a fanatic that when Jemmy is playing and is in good knock, I actually don't tweet because I'm always scared that if I tweet, she gets out. I am always, like, constantly upset on the TL if she doesn't get picked into the 11s and stuff. So going in, you know, they had Jemmy, they had Alice Capsi, they had Titus Sadhu, uh, who I loved Seeing in the, uh, you know, uh, under-19 World Cup, come on, a Bengali pacer and you think I'm not going to support her. Uh, so, you know, they had a lot of my favourites in the side. My only reason why I was a little hesitant about backing DC was I'm not the greatest fan of Meg Lanning, okay? Uh, purely because, uh, you know, when you lose so many matches against an Australia captain by her, boss, you know, you, you kind of do have like some sort of uh, a, a, a chip on your shoulder, right? But... Uh, Oh my god, Delhi, uh, when Shefali is on song and she's like in a mood to boss the bowlers, uh, that is something that is second to nothing in this world. Like, it's, it's a side that gives you absolute joy. And it was a pleasure and honor to see her do that in, in some of the games. And I think even Meg felt the same. And then, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about how... Uh, they reminded me of CSK in that they made very, very, very few changes to their playing eleven. right? Uh, there was not a lot of chopping. There's not a lot of like, oh, you know, we're going to try this, try that. They knew who their starting eleven were. And they knew that they, they were going to back them. And they knew that, you know, they were going to come good. And a lot of credit goes to Meg as a captain. And also to the backroom staff, uh, Jonathan Batty and his... Uh, uh, set of coaches, I think they did a fantastic job prepping for the tournament and picking the right level and at the same time keeping the morale high amongst the others that were not uh, selected. I think they were the most fun team even on social media. A lot of it is thanks to Gems uh, who is absolutely one of the most awesomest people to be around. Uh, but you know, what a, what a performance. And then I would also like to call out that they were one of the best sides when it came to fielding. Uh, Indians are not known to feel that well, um, uh, but but Jemmy had like an absolute uh, brilliant set of games where her fielding was like wow those those catches that she took and then they're bowling. Um, can I can I talk about how how happy I was to see Shika Pandey make a comeback? I mean Pandeji. Um, the the last couple of years have been disappointing for her with, with selection woes and whatnot, but what a tournament she had. And then Marisa and Cab, Jess Johnson. It, 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 I also thought that they were the side that kind of gelled the best. You know, the, the camaraderie on and off field and the way they backed each other up to kind of know how to push the game forward. Um, I was very, very sad to see them lose. In fact, on the day of the final, I was heartbroken because um, I, I have to talk about the final game and that speaks to their composure as a side, right? I mean, they didn't have a lot to defend uh, because their batting imploded and then Shika came in and played played that knock that she did. But despite that, and, and despite Meg being upset about that no-ball decision, I mean, if it was in my place, I'd be fuming. Uh, long after the game was done, but they didn't let it affect them on the field. And at one point in time, it looked like Delhi might just win the final. That's the way they just kept going at Mumbai. So that's that's that speaks a lot for the side. 
um so yeah a lot of heartbreak for me that they didn't win at the end even though i was happy seeing harman lift a trophy but i thought this was a side that absolutely got everything right at the game um i i don't want to like emba- go on an embarrassingly long uh, uh, rant about what i loved about jemi and others in the side but i thought that this was a side that that uh, knew what each other's roles were they knew uh, what the side was doing even if you know the, there were players that didn't make the 11 right like i mean tara norris got like that 5-4 in the first game and she, she didn't get a look in after but you know you, you that didn't show in the sides morale at all and i think it's a greatest compliment when someone like a ricky ponting comes and says that you know i wish our men's side kind of uh, takes a look at the women's uh, game and takes inspiration from that right that that kind of speaks volumes for uh, the sort of performance uh, delhi put in uh, i am actually very very excited for their next season because i thought that a lot of the young indian players have observed a lot from meg's captaincy and i can't wait for meg to come back and and i'm going to be rooting delhi all the way through um to the final uh, next wpl even though their director of cricket operations is ganguly now if only they, we can kind of undo that action i'll be happy but then you know outside of that brilliant tournament brilliant side brilliant players and you know i, I may as well you know invest in their jerseys uh well ricky ponting okay. will uh, have nice things to say because both are both teams are now captained by australians uh, <laughs> former australian captains um but uh, it'll be interesting now, uh, for sure i know both of you will not support uh, delhi because one of you is going to support delhi the other one will not because of uh, who the director of cricket is but you're talking about jemmy and um, yeah no one i guess would have known that you were a fan but uh, <laughs> but she didn't have that great a tournament you know uh, on field and uh, what do you think about that sony uh i think jemmy actually made some important contributions with the bat you know the 20s and 30s at a good pace uh, even though she may not have had that uh, really breakout big score uh, to for us to remember but i think some valuable contributions with the bat and of course a few wonderful catches too uh some of these will make the wpl show deal for years to come uh the thing about jemmy is i think one of the things that you guys mentioned about delhi coming across as a very cohesive unit and people were gelling very well i think jemmy played a big part in that uh getting just jonathan to dance uh i mean even though it comes across as impromptu dances i'm sure they must have had a word before so jemmy could be the heart of a team uh, both on and off the field and she'll get there eventually she will have the big scores and the match winning scores but i i wouldn't agree to the point that she did not contribute she did make some valuable contributions um also one of the reasons why uh, we thought that uh, delhi was uh, you know some of the players who came down the line did not have much to do is because of how top heavy the team was meg lanning and shafali verma really shouldering a lot of the batting responsibility in several matches and in one match i think they almost won chased down a score without losing a wicket or two so uh, it's a very top heavy side it's good that both of them fired this season but in a situation where either of them is out of form i think it can put a lot of pressure towards the latter batters which is something which we've seen in rcb as well in ipl with a lot of top heavy uh, team selection we don't know if it's if it's a 30 for 3 situation we don't have a player to chase down a 160 170 plus total of course as marizan cap 
and she did uh, hit the betting rams in one of the games so delhi i think is a very well balanced side um the indian international players came good which was very heartening to see i think shikha pandey and radha yadav's 10th wicket partnership in the final was absolutely outstanding and that was the only thing that made the final interesting otherwise it would have been a completely one sided game so a lot of credit to shikha and i want to make a point here that you know over the years we've seen that a lot of ipl performances as guaranteed players or you know a birth in the indian team shikha pandey of course has been dropped but i think her wpl performance will bring her back to the team and there's a lot of support like harmanpreet made the comment that you know you should do this out for india as well so i think that that, that synergy between wpl and its impact on team india and team india selection and players performances i'm waiting to play i'm, I'm waiting for that to play out so uh who else i think meg lanning you know we might we might hate her or dislike her uh, because we're always at the receiving end of her team's performance but i think she's a brilliant captain a brilliant leader an inspirational leader shafali has gone on record to acknowledge her contribution in the partnership that they had and the way she evolved her game so it's 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 a very important thing that uh, such an established and acknowledged leader like meg lanning is captaining a wpl side i think it's very important for the league also both the visibility of the league the growth of the league so uh, all in all i think delhi was a great side but again i did not expect them to be the first qualifier in the final i was betting on mumbai for that but yes uh, you can never predict when it comes to cricket one point to make uh, basically uh... so any you mentioned about how top heavy delhi are uh, i actually think uh, uh, you know they should probably have jemmy up the order maybe open with meg or rotate their openers because uh, i know that it's it's like you are relying on heavy artillery and i think it's time they give some of their batters exposure up the order and i hope they do that in the next season because sometimes what happens is uh, you need shefali to come down a little bit for the impact Uh, especially in some games where it could be tense chasing is what i thought uh, so because you mentioned the top heavy batting i kind of wanted to mention that because if you look at how top they like jemmy is like coming up after you know meg after uh, you know shefali after capsi that that talks about how heavy their batting is so you know i i hope they do rotate their partners and they look at kind of letting jemmy uh, come up the order and yeah i'll i'll stop uh whatever i think about delhi i don't think i cannot i can think about jemi anymore because i think anything that has to be said about jemi ba has been covered um the one thing i'll agree with uh, sony is that i actually thought delhi was top heavy and i remember that in one of the games uh, probably towards the latter half of the group stages delhi were the three down four down for uh, a little and they were chasing a game i can't remember the exact game but they were three or four down and they were chasing a game and they had to uh, de- rely on the lower order and uh, that's when i kind of tweeted that if delhi wins this then they're probably going to have a good shot at the tournament because uh, delhi is top heavy and i disagree that uh, they need to make any change to the batting order because one of the things that has worked for them is by taking the initiative at the top of the innings and having anyone else other than shefali up top is going to risk that which uh, doesn't make sense for delhi strategy uh, but uh, also the csk reference made a lot of sense to me because 
not because they picked the same team but also because the kind of captain meg is she is one of she is the person who makes the final call and she stands by it and she understands the importance of being consistent in your decision for the team uh to trust you to make the right call as well very similar to how ms was in his first uh season he did have fleming there as well uh to help him out as a player but ms by him by his his greatest skill was his clarity of uh, thought whether it was right or wrong he knew why he was making a decision and he knew he could make a decision and stand by it which is necessary in a fast paced uh, tournament and game uh, such as t20 which is why probably ms failed as a test captain but that's a different story altogether and uh, i actually have become a fan of delhi because of meg lanning's captaincy and how they have handled themselves throughout the tournament and i think next year meg's going to plug some holes and may be giving mumbai a big uh, run for the money if anything delhi may win the tournament if the tournament spreads to more than one city because i felt mumbai had a big home advantage which they capitalized which is why i was also predicting that uh, they were going to uh, win the tournament but uh, moving on to mumbai because uh, i think we've we've stayed on delhi for a for a long time uh sorry i want to go the other way around and because you are from mumbai what did the home support do for mumbai because it was truly home support for them everyone else did have support but mumbai were the local girls so how did that influence the team i think it did influence them in a very positive way you know to see a sea of blue when you turn up at the stadium um especially on the day of the eliminator and the finals like all the visuals that got captured it was just blue i mean we couldn't see anything else that day uh, i think it did a lot of good for them especially it helped them come back after the two back to back losses towards the end of the tournament but having said that i don't believe that it is just home support that can make you win you know otherwise again going back to rcb and ipl it is one of the most followed teams both online and offline uh, star players uh, a lot of loyalists people will go out of their way to fight you over rcb but then you know we know where they are so home support is one thing but i think what really worked for mumbai is they got their team combination right both at the auction as well as in the playing 11 uh julian goswami and charlotte edwards i think have to be credited for uh, making this team into a very cohesive unit there was a lot of camaraderie there was a lot of uh, you know interactions of the field which we got to uh, got a glimpse of through all the social media content and everything so i think that went a long way in building the kind of power that the team had even if you had a harman uh, failing or you know haley matthews not scoring big enough some of the indian players came very uh, did very well yastika bhatia of course went on to win the emerging player of the tournament i think she was a big big plus for both mumbai and i'm hoping for india as well and then saika ishak of course uh, you know uh, julian of course knows her because of her bengal background but saika ishak i think started the tournament very well kind of uh declined slightly in the middle and then ended with two wickets later but she is one of the biggest positives from the tournament she's an aggressive bowler 
she doesn't care about you know uh, you know whether mumbai is losing some points on fair play or not so i think again coming back to the point of combination it was a very wonderful mix of experienced players and young players international players and domestic players and of course beautifully led by harman we have to credit her uh, for her captaincy in the tournament you know coming back within a week from that crushing loss against australia the way she picked herself up and it was amazing to see julan and harman together some as, as you know somebody tweeted that some things don't change that you have julan and harman winning matches in a blue jersey uh, it, it was wonderful for the fans and wonderful for the tournament i supported mumbai uh, or not just because i'm a mumbai kar but i think there were some uh, great players there great combination and uh, not surprisingly they made it to the final but uh, without it's it's i mean i'm waiting to see what they do without the home support and how they balance some of the other players who didn't get as much of a chance this season so that is also an interesting thing to watch out for next season um <clears throat> the uh, what did you think of mumbai Okay, can I go out on a limb and say that Mumbai had the most attacking bowling attack this this WPL, and they were backed by Yastika from behind the stumps because you would see that when wickets when Mumbai started getting wickets, you know Saika or Haley or uh, you know even Isi would come and get that break in, and the wickets would fall in clumps, and all of a sudden you would see like their close in fielders chirping Yastika kind of you know going at the batters behind the stumps, and that was something I loved. seeing on screen you know they were like aggressive once the wicket fell mumbai was out smelling for the blood and that is something that uh, that uh, makes me very happy to see so that that was fantastic to see harman's captaincy uh, on field and off the field i have to uh, speak to that uh, to to come back after a world cup loss where people were making fun of her for that run out and to come in and lead a side to victory you know she she must have it takes a lot of mental fortitude you know max to kind of put that sort of loss down and and come back and and you know lead a side to victory and and kudos to harman for doing that and i always keep saying that there are two number 7s for india i always know which number 7 to back and boy did she come good award um haley matthews did really well for bombay as well you know uh, it was hard breaking to see what went in the auction uh, knowing that the purses were tighter you know haley went unsold absolutely until like the last moment uh, when when she was picked by mumbai and how ridiculously good she was for bombay you know that that was absolutely brilliant to see and then to me outside of saika saika is probably like the domestic find of the tournament and i it sort of kind of made sense that she had to decline towards the middle of the tournament because i think that sides started figuring her out and then she came back and she got the two wickets i want to see how she does uh, in the next season um and and what other tricks she has up her sleeve and i also want to see her name coming up for selections in india because she's very aggressive as a bowler you know i loved when she said in the post match interviews ki you know bowler hu bowling karne aayi hu you know and that that kind of came out in the field so i want to see more of her i want to see how she adapts to the game so that's one of the exciting things i'm looking forward to and izzy wong um how good was she the speeds she was hitting the way she was bowling and, and she's very young so and and imagine she's she's getting time with julan and that that absolutely augurs well for her and well for the game i think um charlotte and julan i have to give credit to them they did absolutely well in fact if you look at the mumbai indian social media videos 
uh, even before the tournament, uh, if you look at the content, you can kind of see the time that the coach is invested in bonding with the team and trying to find their strengths and trying to kind of get them gel with each other. And that, that showed in the uh, field as well. And uh, also, I think at some point in time, maybe Rohit Sharma was wondering how to kind of get the women bowlers into his side because the men's side bowling is weak. So, you know, uh, PK and I were actually cracking a joke during the final that, you know, where, where the men were there, I was like, Rohit's probably wondering how to get, like, is he walked into the men's side? And if he can kind of pass it off as a as a replacement for Bumrah, you know, and that, you know, it, it, it's, it's how strong their bowling was. You know, they, they have a very, very solid batting lineup. But but what, what impressed me most about Mumbai was about how disciplined and how strong their bowling was. And uh, it, it, in, in some of the low, low scoring games that they've had, I, I think their bowling was, was fabulous. So, um, yeah, I know I'm rambling, but that was the most exciting thing for me to see about Mumbai, about how good their bowlers were and how cohesive they were as a bowling attack. Um, was this like Manchester um, um, United of the 90s? <laughs> Please say yes. Uh, I hate the club, so I'll say no, because I actually happen to like the Mumbai team. Uh, Manchester United were essentially won because they had the referees in their pocket and the entire uh, structure was supporting them and most of the referees were actually from their home ground. If, if I had to equate that with Mumbai, every umpire should have been born within 50 kilometers radius of Mumbai and uh, none of the no balls should have gone uh, against them, which sort of happened with Shefali in the finals. Where the no ball did go against them, but at least the umpires were idiots and not really biased. Uh, with that being said, uh, for me, the biggest uh, thing for me about Mumbai was how are they going to manage the team's temperaments? Because they had a lot of superstars. They had a lot of strong personalities. Uh, they really hadn't worked together before, especially Edwards and Julian did not work together before. So they needed to figure out what their working style was. And in that sense, I think all of them were winners in uh, in how they approached the game. And they were all uh, had the same uh, aggressive mindset of going for the wickets or going for the runs and not worrying about what the opposition was doing. While at the same time, being strong personalities that they led by example. I would say each of the leaders within the Mumbai team would never ask of someone else in the team what they wouldn't do themselves. Whereas in Delhi, you had Saru Ganguly who did the exact opposite. Uh, so, you know, it, it sort of helped that... Uh, and also the Mumbai team, if you see it, the men's structure and the women's structure is very similar. They have a power balance between the captain and the coach where they are both equally important. And But the team management, which is the ownership group, is the front and center of the Mumbai team. Uh, whereas in, in uh, Delhi slash Chennai equivalency, the ownership group is in the back, the captain's out in the front, and the manager's right there in the middle, uh, which I'm actually very happy for from Delhi's perspective. So uh, one main uh, learning for me from the Mumbai team is that uh, they were able to do horses for courses pretty well throughout the tournament. And they had different people step up at different times with, of course, uh, Harman Preet 
being the glue around it and doing what she does best which is what sachin did in the 90s get them far enough but not be able to take over the line but they had other people around them who did it for them so she didn't have to wait till 25 years to win a tournament uh and uh, that was i think the success story for what mumbai does what i'm curious to see what they would do next is what mumbai on the men's side did really well was their scouting network uh no bundi brought up bumra but bumra was a find of the mumbai scouting network they had they brought in people like uh, you know in their nets which essentially discovered the pandya brothers and things like that um uh, i i wonder what the mumbai women's uh, group because it is also backed by neeta ambani and uh, you know if anything over the last two days can show us is that neeta ambani can get the world star wherever they want even as seat fillers if she so wishes so let's hope that neeta ambani can do a uh, good scouting network sort of a thing because i think they already have one it's just about bringing those people through in the next 2 3 years of the tournament and i really hope that someone like up warriors or uh, actually up warriors because of arisa heeli uh, might also be on that same path i really hope that uh, over the next uh, season mumbai shows us that but this season i think mumbai was a was a no brainer to win the tournament max what do you think uh we had them as uh, a potential finalist anyways but i think uh, oh i had them as winners by the way we i think we all picked them as winners but the thing uh, i did but, but the thing oh you did mumbai, oh the thing in mumbai was that uh they had everyone firing i mean this is one of those easy seasons uh, if you look at franchise cr- cricket around the world you don't see a season like that for any team where you have the entire team firing and i'll, I'll tell you why like, they have played only 12 players in the entire tournament and remember they even they played more games everyone they played 10 games they played only 12 players so they had the same 11 more or less Uh, and the only person who didn't play 10 games is Pooja Vastrika she played 7 and i think uh, Devika Gujjar played 3 otherwise the rest of the team has been exactly the same right that tells you how much that team uh, has how, how solid that team has been they played the exact same team for every game and not just that they've had everyone firing so they've had four play- batters make over 200 runs where you're having other teams where there's there there's something where no one has made 200 runs um and then they also had four bowlers getting more than 15 wickets and you know we were talking about how sophie eccleston was the only bowler to get 15 wickets for uh, in their team four bowlers doing that here right so everyone is firing at that this is like the confluence of all your stars aligning and everything has to work you know this it's that that well oiled it was it's like it was like a watching like a cruise ship uh work uh, the way the mumbai indians team was going and everything was falling in place uh right from even uh, i mean you know you expect with uh, harman and anasivar and emilia kar you expect you know them to uh, do well um but you know someone like uh, ishak um who comes up and then she t- she's among the wickets it, it just speaks to 
scouting, uh, the work behind by Julan and all the others, uh, it, it really speaks to that. So it was really good uh, to see them. Though you know, I secretly also wanted um, um, you know Delhi to win. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, with those two teams, in, in the end, it didn't matter who won. Um, they were just fabulous. I think they bought. They did a very good auction. And they had a very good clarity in the auction compared to all the other teams. And, uh, you know, once they got the players, they all formed. And also some of the players who you know, I was initially... Like Yastika Bhatia, you know, I wasn't very uh, you know sold on on how the season would go. Um, and I guess Um did say uh, she has a really good head behind the pickets. And, uh, you know, Pundi also now agrees that she was brilliant. Um, so a lot of the success is also attributed to that. So I think everything just fell in place. And that's why it was a brilliant season for them. It was like, this is like the template for anyone else to, in a franchise season, you know, across tournaments, across genders, this is how you need to run it and win it. I think they've set that. Uh, so let's take some closing comments. Uh, Yam, why don't you go first? Um, Max, I think... Closing comments for me, this tournament has been a very interesting uh, beginning to the WPL. I would say even like a Dhamaka, Pataka beginning to the WPL because it is just the beginning. And it is usually when you wait for something for so long, it kind of sometimes ends up being a damn squib. And all the uh, controversies, the will they, won't they, when are they, where are they, how are they, before the tournament, ma- made it appear as if the WPL was going to fail in certain places and succeed in certain places and be a mixed bag at best. But for me, it was a resounding success. It did what it's, it was supposed to and it did what it needed to. And I think... Uh, yeah. Everyone pulled together in the same direction in recognizing that women's cricket has arrived and arrived well and truly front and center. It is uh, ripe for commercialization and moving into the next stage of hyper growth. It has a great set of ex-players who want the next generation to do what they desperately wanted but couldn't. But now they can help. It has goodwill among the people who want it to succeed because they are so sick of all the, uh, you know, hyper uh, masculinity and uh, everything else around them in the in the game of cricket. And it also, in a weird way, uh, is the men's team is also vacating some space so that they are enablers and they are being allies instead of being, you know, ridiculous uh, people who existed in previous generations of the men's cricket world where they would downplay how the women's game would be. I still think some of the commentators are still stuck in that mindset, but thankfully they don't matter. Uh, so for me, this tournament is about the game and the expansion of the game and the love of the game and maybe going back to the roots of what made cricket beautiful and bringing it back to where it needed to be, which is 
uh, in the heart and not in the brain of people who watch it thinking cricket to people's hearts lovely uh, yam uh, bundi what did you think about uh, the tournament and how everything went uh this was a long awaited tournament for me because uh, as you all know i've been saying that this tournament was overdue like by a, more than a couple of years i uh, was very very happy with how it wasn't even though you know we've talked about uh, how two sides bossed the tournaments i kind of liked how it was it was always interesting um i liked that a lot of indian players came to the fore i like that we have some new exciting talents to look forward to and i hope that it opens up uh, communication from like the uh, bcci women about their selection criteria and stuff like that because they're known to be super secretive about how they go about selecting their 11 um the other thing i liked about the wpl is about how it brought focus to a lot of domestic women Uh, that have played the game that are like in their late 20s in their mid 20s you know we we always have like a lot of spotlight on the young and upcoming players like the players in their teens uh, but you know this ipl was also the story of kiran navgires of asha shobhanas uh, you know and of uh, saika ishaks you know all these players in the mid 20s that have that have toiled hard uh, in the domestic circle to to come up and and perform and and have some limelight it it appeases my heart that it happened um i also like that we had women umpires doing good yes the final the no ball uh, we're going to talk about it for a long time but um i thought that uh, seeing women umpires on field uh, was was very very uh, interesting and it was a happy happenstance in this tournament and i really hope that more women umpires are allowed to stand in the men's fixture as well domestically and then maybe internationally i think it augurs well for gender equity in umpiring as well uh commentating errors i mean i was absolutely horrified by some of the uh, slip ups that the men commentators made i mean please do your homework before you come to the games right i mean uh maybe some years ago uh, mere presence of of an indian uh, former player at the commentary box or maybe something of that sort would have made it exciting but the games have moved on and the women kind of draw crowds uh, based on their own names so please do your homework when you come to the commentary box or don't turn up at all is is my take on it and i thought it was absolutely horrendous uh, the way players names were mispronounced their stats were uh, uh, not read upon and stuff like that so that that is uh, something that i'd like not to happen in the next season uh, the other thing i liked uh, again um, was harman's comment about boundaries because uh bcci actually pulled the boundaries in um uh than than meet like the existing standards and that was uh, something of a sore point for me because you know you absolutely didn't have to do that the crowds were going to come no matter what and bcci reasoning that oh hey you know there's going to be high scoring games and more sixes and stuff it didn't make sense to me because i still feel that uh, uh, the women hit sixes all along in their T20 and ODI fixtures and they were used to the lengths that they were and they were still hitting the sixes along those lengths so the boundary didn't make sense to me so i really hope that in the next tournament they they kind of go back to like the normal standards with when it comes to boundaries and stuff like that but outside of that great tournament uh, great learnings um i do hope that they get to like a home and away format uh, that would be lovely I know that three of the sides have men IPL fixtures as well but as I said Max I'd like to see something similar to what's happening in the 100 with with the men and women's team playing uh, games close together and uh, I know that there was a social uh, a lot of social media buzz about uh, the men being present for like their women counterparts but 
Uh, again, I don't think a lot of players outside of Ashwin really followed what was happening in the WPL. I know that we had like the Mumbai Indian men turn up for like the finals and stuff. But I think the women's game has really reached a point where they don't need men standing up for them. Sure, it would be nice uh, to have the men stand up. But I think at some point in time, it has to go beyond a mere gesture. Uh, because that's what I thought it amounted to. But outside of that, I mean, come on, Nakoli turning up to give a speech or or Rohit turning up to like watch Mumbai play in the final. Yeah, I'm going to be happy because, you know, uh, give some exposure, but doesn't really add uh, because the women are stars themselves and they draw crowds by on their own. Uh, but yeah, overall, like great tournament. Uh, I just hope that more women umpires in all aspects of the game, maybe more domestic fixtures for the women, like something similar to like a Syed Mushtaq Ali uh, being played in telecast um, and, and more game time in, you know, augurs well. I, I'm actually excited uh, for what follows in uh, the next seasons. Oh, no, I think that last point of yours, uh, Boondi, was really spot on because yeah. how the SMAT has been uh, an, a, a, a feeder tournament for the IPL, I think, uh, you know, if we get something like that for the WPL, uh, that will be great. Um, and that, it'll be interesting to see how that happens. Sony, what did you think of the tournament so far? Hey, I think you guys have summed up most of it. But, uh, you know, the, the couple of very predictable comments I would like to make. One is, of course, the home and away format. We would love to have more Indian cities participate in this wonderful thing. More Indian uh, more Indian fans getting a chance to be at the stadiums, um, add to the buzz, add to the crowds, add to the, you know, ticket contributions. Every bit of every bit of money that comes into the women's game is going to be a positive from now. Um, I would also like to see longer boundaries because it was kind of embarrassing that players were regularly crossing the 70-80 meter mark and the boundaries were so short. So I think there's no need to have such short boundaries. The women's game has progressed far enough for us to um, have sizable boundaries and not, you know, make them shorter by that extent. Um, lastly, I think uh, I want the WPL to add to Indian cricket and not just, uh, you know, stay a tournament which is all glam and money and entertainment i want good players to be discovered and players who actually go on to play for india saikai shark being one example i think it would be a shame if we don't pick her in the indian side uh because i i don't think we have a lot of very impressive spinners at the moment i mean they have had their uh deepthi sharma for instance i think she's had a bit of a low so i don't mind her being replaced by another important i mean another young and informed spinner so wpl's impact on indian cricket is a story to watch out for as far as i'm concerned um then the money part we've all spoken about uh, i would want bcci to roll out central contracts for the women's players we've had it in the men's team and it is high time that we get it for the women's team as well so uh yeah these are the main things uh nothing much apart from that and of course more teams i think by the third or fourth year mark, uh, we would want to have more teams also in the WPL to make it a far more competitive tournament, uh, increase the pool of players, get more overseas players, you know, give more uh, exposure to the younger players. So I just wish to see the tournament grow in scale and size and impact. That's all. 
we summed it up really well there, Sohini. Thank you so much. Um, for me, yeah, I think this tournament has been, you know, we spoke about the previous, well, it's been long coming. And watching someone from Jammu Kashmir, like a Jassi Akhtar, um, uh, you know, learning from Meg Lanning and Anjali Sarvani, you know, she's learning uh, from all these other players. It's great because a lot of these players are not coming from uh, the traditional, uh, you know, domestic structure like the men's uh, game has. So it is good to see them uh, being challenged by uh, coaches and rubbing shoulders with all these uh, elite players. So that that augurs really well for the game. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, you know, uh, had that whole trial by fire, so that was good. And the fans, uh, it it was like if I think the there was a, a ICC. Uh, Women's World Cup, I think, on 2013 or something, like almost a decade ago, um, and uh, there was I read, I read about it, wherein they were begging people to come in. They were like, you know, asking schools to send kids, um, and no one even came to watch uh, the event. Cut to now, 2023, um, you have, uh, yeah, free tickets were being given. They were asking schools to send kids. No one was showing up. 2023. Now you have, you know. Uh, Men buying tickets, women got free entry, I think, uh, for the league games and for the finals, uh, for the playoffs, it was different. And it's nice to see how they did that. Uh, and then on, when I was watching the final, I saw there were so many people wearing their, uh, you know, the men's Mumbai Indians jerseys that were available. Uh, people were buying knockoff jerseys that were available. The people were selling outside the, uh, the stadiums, I'm guessing. A lot of school kids, housewives. Um, it was really nice to see how fans had embraced. We had seen this with the with the three games that ha that took place at the DY Patel um, uh, before before the tournament. But then it was really good, uh, you know. And you had people saying they were traveling from Kolhapur, Pune, uh, and all these places uh, to come and uh, buy tickets and watch the game. So that that was really a hard thing to see that happen, and especially stark contrast. Um, to the 2013 Women's World Cup, right? You get free invites. No one wants to come. Uh, you know, no one thinks it's worth uh, advertising or doing. And now you have things like you know, it's it's on the Air India building. You have these huge. Uh, I think it was somewhere um, somewhere else in Mumbai. Uh, there was like this 20-story building, and I saw a tweet of like um, uh, a huge poster of Harman Preet or something, and it was almost like seven or eight stories uh, tall. So things like that um, are really good because again, like I, I'm talking from uh, as a dad, right? And I and I watch the I watch the IPL, I watch all forms of cricket. My girls are always asking me, you know, about when's when's girls cricket gonna come? Then sitting with them and watching the WPL was good, um, you know, and they liked to see you know girls in ponytails looking like them running and bowling, uh, and so even while they're watching the game would take a ball uh, and throw it across the living room pretending that they were you know uh, play, playing as, as they're watching the game there so that's what it does uh, for uh, you know you need to see someone like you play the game at that level uh, for more people to pick up their bats and come out and you know more families to be more supportive uh, also like you know the, the, the systems then start changing because administrators think you know this horse can run if this horse has legs um, so that's where i think this has been really great um and on that note uh, i think uh, we've covered everything that we had to cover on this episode 
so uh, Sohini, like to thank you once again for uh, making time to come on the show. I know it's been difficult juggling some of your assignments, but uh, thanks a lot for um, making that making the effort. We would be more than happy to have you again for another episode anytime in the future. Thanks for calling me, Max. I think I had a great time discussing WPL with you guys. And uh, thank you for spending so much time on the tournament. I think the more conversation we have, the better it is for the game. Uh, for anyone listening, you can find Sohni on Twitter at Mitromaniac. And uh, her bylines uh, are in a, b- a bunch of publications. So uh, you should be able to find those as well. Uh, Bundi, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at akripasta at twitter.com or in front of the TV screen when any of our girls are playing. And Yam, where can people find you when Arsenal, Arsenal is not playing soccer? If Arsenal is not playing soccer, you can probably find me on Twitter. If Arsenal is playing soccer, you can find me on Twitter. If Arsenal is, you know, on a break, you can still find me on Twitter at Yam Sivam. But most of the time, I'll be yakking here. So you don't have to go too far. Everyone can find Yam as long as your name is not Saurabh Chandidas Ganguly. No, he can definitely find me if he wants me to. I'll be more than happy. <laughs> Ganguly is going to think... Ganguly is going to think Yam Siva while cricketing. You are the same person someday. This is Max signing off for the Chaiti Podcast. Uh, please give us a listen, share, let your friends know. Uh, about it and uh, let us know what you like about the episode this on Twitter and leave us a comment we'll be back with more episodes soon